everybody. I'm super excited to have Katie here. She is、uh, the head of marketing at Userly, and we're going to be chatting about how she transitioned her role in marketing, where she was working at a sales lead, and now she's really focused on a product-like organization and leading their marketing. How's it going with you? Good, good. I'm glad to be here and chat. Yeah, I'm super excited to chat about this. Let's jump in to the topic that, that you have. I said you're you're head of marketing at Usually, but what is your main responsibility right now for Usually? Usually, and what you know when you joined, were they already product led organization? Yeah, that's a great question. So the company is really young. We started about two years ago, a little over two years ago, and have been sort of quiet, not really doing much on the marketing front, taking time to build a really great product, so that when we did. Start marketing. You know, we felt really confident that the user experience and the product, you know, would be what customers really needed and wanted. So, just starting to ramp the marketing efforts. And I, I joined two months ago. They had originally started as thinking that they would be sales led, but our founder is a product manager. He worked at five different companies and realized that. PMs who are our target audience really love to get their hands dirty and their hands on things and test things out. Or we already see that on you know different social media posts where people are excited they can just log right in and, and check it out. So I think six months prior to me starting, they decided to switch it to product led. We still have an enterprise motion. We still have you know we, we do have one sales rep or head of sales right now, and we will be growing that a bit, but. We're taking a bottoms-up approach、uh, in that we really want to grow our user base and feel really confident in our product, and so wanting to make sure that that shines through and orient our marketing approach around a product-led motion. Really fascinating, and I kind of touched upon a little bit before this, but prior to this, you were working in marketing for a sales-led organization. Is, is that yeah?、Correct? Over my, the course of my career, I've had、um, a bit of experience in consumer,、uh, so larger brands, also digital e-commerce. And then I worked at two larger enterprise companies that had only enterprise sales, large enterprise sales teams, really focused on driving leads and pipeline and revenue through either inside sales or enterprise reps. And so, understand that world. And, and because I have that B two B experience, there's a lot of things I like about B two B. But the marketing in most B two B companies,、um, especially in sort of larger scale enterprise, you know, I think it lacks a little bit of soul. And marketing at consumer companies tends to be just a lot more fun and exciting, and has a lot more personality and interest. And I think B two B product led is sort of somewhere in between, right? Because you're marketing to an end user, it really does sort of blend e-commerce and brand CP or. Consumer brand with enterprise in a way that's that's really neat, and that was some, one of the reasons I was excited to to take this role and and sort of the next stage of my, of my journey. Let's let's jump in on that. And I have been there, where you know, in a sales led organization, you said it felt kind of soulless the market sometimes. <laughs> versus you know, look at Slack and Dropbox and all these B two B product led companies where personality and brand is such a key part. Can you can quick can you talk a little bit more about that difference in terms of the role your role as a marketer in sales led and now you've been yeah, usually for two months. What have been the biggest like stark difference in terms of your role and responsibility? 
Yeah, I think there's, you know, the biggest difference is the fact that we have more control, right, in product-led. Mm-hmm. And in essence, the website sort of becomes your inside sales rep, right? You're not making the jump from the marketing that you're putting out into the world, then you're transitioning over to sales, working on that handoff, right? Making sure it's really seamless because you're in charge of acquisition, right? You are making sure that you're driving users to sign up um, and you have full accountability and responsibility. And, And yes, you do have that with leads and it's just harder and there's a lot more coordination between different groups and different teams. So I think that's been the biggest difference is it's much more similar to DTC or e-commerce in that way uh, at a product-led company. That's really fascinating. Do you feel like you have more pressure to, you know, like it's kind of on you and the product team to generate revenue, right? Like you don't have, you're hoping that all the tactics that you have work and people who sign up for the free trial or the free account end up converting. But do you feel more pressure now that you're like the revenue goal kind of sets on you versus maybe in a sales tech organization where it's more like a, I'm not sure, like where MQL or SQL goal at the sales tech organization? So there's definitely the other side of, you know, there's the acquisition to sign up to free, right? We have a user leap. We have a a completely free version. We just launched our essentials plan, which is a low dollar, $79 a month plan. And then we have an enterprise plan. We are going to be having free trials on top of those um, as we continue to evolve. But that's just getting someone to sign up for free is really, as most people who understand product-led growth know, it's the first challenge. The next challenge is getting them to use it, adopt it, and then buy. And so that you know, really becomes a question of what is your strategy to go into those accounts, either proactively from a sales perspective or CS resources. That's something our, our team is trying to figure out right now as a smaller organization where we don't, we only have 15 employees right now, who is the right person to go into those accounts, nurture them and figure out, you know, the PQL strategy when they become a product qualified lead, when do we pull them out and try to, you know, use humans to take them further down the cycle. Interesting. You mentioned PQL and that's such a big topic. And I know that's like something that I've been interested in lately, but it's not something that I I sent over questions about. But is it okay if I ask questions about that particular piece on uh, usually? Yeah, for sure. You know, when you joined, was PQL already defined? And, you know, how did that come about, that definition for for usually? Yeah, we're still figuring that out right now. You know, we have... We're very early into our product-led journey. And so we're testing. We have a framework of here are the different actions and attributes that we think, you know, trigger or give us a sense of if someone is product qualified. But we are in growth mode. And I think something that most marketers feel when they talk to their sales counterparts is sort of the FOMO, right? So do you really want to wait for someone to become a PQL? What can we do proactively to not feel like a sales touch, to feel more like a success, a customer success touch or support so we can you know, intro ourselves to them, make them feel like we are really invested in their success. And so when they either, when they do PQL either they're more likely to PQL or when they do PQL, they're more likely to convert or have a more positive relationship with us. So that's something we're thinking about right now is how do we think about the touch in addition to just putting together a framework of here's when someone we consider someone in PQL 
and letting them sort of, you know, get there on their own. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It seems like usually we start still trying to, you mentioned it six months ago, they made a transition to product led. We've talked to other organizations. It's been three years and this, they're still in the journey to product led. So I'm, I'm curious what has been, you know, really working uh, in terms of the transition. I know you've been there for, you said two months now, but like, what are things that you've seen the user lead team has achieved in terms of that the transition into, into becoming product led? Yeah, I mean, in terms of what we're doing differently, the marketing playbook really changed a lot. So when I started, uh, the primary way we were obtaining leads was was more along the lines of a sales-led organization. We were promoting via paid, uh, mostly to get like a download to a document that was a, a playbook of templates you could use for a product, just to give a, a brief overview of what we do. We are a continuous research tool that product managers, user researchers, and growth marketers can use to have sort of an always-on view of their user experience. And it makes it really quick and easy to get qualitative insights about all your users um, at scale. So you can sort of continuously get insights as you have your continuous development cycle. So that's just like a little bit about what we do. So we have, you know, our product, which is the, our micro surveys that you can you know configure with different events and launch them pretty quickly in your product and get you know feedback that we categorize for you. We also have templates, and so that content offer that we had was like a, a collection of our templates that we you know had as a PDF document, and we collected leads, we put them in a nurture stream. That was happening before I got there. But that didn't really align with our product-led motion because we were collecting leads and then a very small percentage of them were converting, right? Some nurture. Now that could be optimized as well. But what we did was we basically took those templates and instead of having them in a PDF format, we created a whole architecture of website pages that explained what was in the ebook just on our site. And then embedded URLs and links to get the template or get the collection of templates and sign up, you know, for your account. And then once you signed up for your account, then the templates, you know, are automatically delivered to you in your account. So instead of having to have the lower conversion rates on the nurture stream, we were higher conversion rates into the product, which was our ultimate goal, right? And sort of bridging that gap. And we've seen a lot of success with that. People are, you know, proactively giving us feedback and letting us know that they're using that functionality. Um, we see traffic to those pages as well. So it's just a less friction-filled experience to get to the ultimate desired outcome. That's fascinating. So what I heard was that, you know, before it was this, you know, ebook or guide and then it was gated. And now you've kind of spread it out over pages and ungated it so that, you know, people can share it and read it and sign up. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And it's still, I mean... If you want the template, if you want to use the template, you still need to create your account to get the template in your account. But we're giving away the content for free. And what we were we were having a really hard time in the beginning because the quality of the leads that we were getting weren't as good as we needed them to be. They either weren't the right persona, they weren't the right type of company. We were just seeing that the, the lead quality was really poor because there wasn't enough context when they saw an ad about what we were talking about in the context of where we were showing it, which was paid to really understand 
what the value was. And so they would be somewhat interested, but when they downloaded it, they saw it, maybe it was relevant, maybe it wasn't. And we paid for that, you know, that acquisition or that, that click and that download versus having them go to the page, read the page, self-select. Is this something I actually want? And then the intent is actually there. So when they download or they decide that they want it, they've seen a really high quality page that we put together. We gave them a lot of uh, value up front, and then they want to use us to extract that value. That's a really interesting concept that's applied in marketing and product led in terms of the signing up. Is you want to front load, you're you're front loading your value, like you mentioned. It's really fascinating. Like you don't, people don't have to sign up. You're making it, like you said, as frictionless as possible. Not just at the the sign up where you know some they might they don't have to talk to a salesperson, but even consuming content now is they don't have to provide the emails unless they actually find value in getting that template or or whatever you're offering there. Is that yeah. something that you're you're thinking about doing forward? Like, what are your plans for 2021? I know you're probably ne- uh, neck deep in like 2021 planning, but what are some things that you're thinking about in terms of like how can we like you know take this product led motion that you you mentioned and really scale it up for 2021 in terms of marketing? Yeah, so I think. We are looking at a variety of different channel opportunities, but establishing ourselves as a leader and in this space, we are in sort of category creation mode. It's this continuous research category that we're creating where you can really get insights at sort of the pace of development, right? Usually you've had to you know, give a survey, wait a really long time for results, or you look at your analytics day to day, but you don't really understand why users are, are taking those actions. So we're really trying to focus on our messaging this year and making sure that because it's new and because it's a different category that we can really explain it well. And because you know we are product-led and we want people to just quickly sign up, really able to nail that messaging on our site because we don't have that extra layer of sales all the time to help explain it. And then just testing. I think our big thing is is really testing and learning and trying different strategies and, and seeing what works from a user acquisition perspective and, and what doesn't. You know, we, we just launched our templates pages. We're, we're, we're doing some paid around that. We're working with different influencers and communities. I think in the, some of these product-led uh, companies, you are talking to end users and end users are out in the world. Um, it's, it's a lot easier to get access to the people that we're talking to than if you were in an enterprise company and you were talking to a CIO or, you know, I was in education, right? Talking to a, a vice president of student affairs or these decision makers are just much harder to access. Their day is really busy. Yeah. So if you are selling to an end user, it's where are they spending their time? What communities are they in? What influencers are they listening to? Um, what events are they going to? And so starting to, you know, everything that we're doing is mapping back to that behavior and, and trying to figure out where our users are and, and how we can get our message out to them in, in the most effective way. Mm. You mentioned something there that I want to follow up on. You mentioned sales, like you don't have as big of a sales team as you would. Do you still have, if I remember correctly, you do still have like a few salesperson and then they, what what is their role in terms of this journey or this process or this motion, this product motion? Yeah. So I think it's, we still have sales and we're still doing some personalized outreach to companies that are important and priorities for us. And then we're sort of splitting it out into marketing is focused on free user acquisition. Mm. Maybe 10 or 20% of our time will help facilitate some of those relationships for sales. 
you know, inviting some key accounts on podcasts or doing some smaller intimate events that we can bring together some of our VIPs, but then repurposing those, taking the content from that, figuring out how we can use that to then go advertise or put that out into the market for additional, maybe smaller organizations, organizations we wouldn't be touching with direct outreach from sales and really using that to drive again the free. So two separate motions, but both sort of feeding each other and helping each other achieve the ultimate goal. We just have two ways of doing it. The marketing led to freemium sign up and then the smaller sales motion, which would be led by our head of sales. We'll likely have one account executive and one SDR on that just due to the size of our company. That makes sense. You're, so what I'm hearing is like you're splitting up like in terms of the size of maybe the organization or some kind of qualifying factor. If they're not tier one or a higher level of quality, uh, then they would go through the you know, self-serve process. And then the other side would be sales side if they're like, you know, a larger organizations. Is that? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, we definitely are speaking to the larger organizations through our product-led motion as well. It's just knowing that we only have X amount of capacity. And we know that even in our the conversations that our sales team is having, they still want to get into the product. They still want to see it. So even if it's not, and they can, right? So it's it's not like a one or the other. It's sort of that we're, we're just taking two approaches and eventually that we're going to be showing the product and letting, letting the prospect test it out, regardless of if they come through an introduction on our sales team and they, you know, they source that opportunity, or if they happen to knock on our front door because they've seen marketing and they never actually happen to interact with the sales rep. That makes a lot of sense. It sounds like 2021 is going to be an exciting and busy year for the user lead team. Yeah, it's exciting. I think it's a it's a good, I think product-led is, is awesome because it, it really gives people what they want. I mean, we just launched on uh, we just announced our Series A and we launched on Product Hunt in the same day. And we had over 500 people wow. sign up for free accounts over the course of a week. And just imagine if we had just had a demo request form up, right? Or mm. we had they hadn't been able to get in. So our tool requires an, a very lightweight installation on your website. And even from that, we've had you know a huge jump in installations in one week's time. So that would have just been delayed and potentially people might not have even come back, right? And you mm. missed the opportunity for them. Not to say that converting the signups into active users is, is easy. It's, it's also a challenge. And that's part of the reason why we created UserLeap. But it shows you the opportunity that you can lose if you don't really give them that one-click way to, to access your product. So good. That is exciting. We're seeing that things come through. I want to start wrapping up and, uh, you know, we've talked about so much uh, right now in this last half an hour, but if you can give one or two pieces of advice to product-led marketing leaders or marketers who are in a product-led organization, it could be anything we've talked about so far, but it could be anything that you also want to share that you haven't mentioned yet. But what are those one or two pieces of advice you'd like to give to them? I think the most important thing is just realizing for the most part, if you've decided to go product-led, you're marketing to end users, right? You, you probably shouldn't be product-led if you're selling to a you know very high-level decision maker that's going to delegate four levels down. It's probably going to be a pretty big challenge to then you know sell up the chain and you're going to need some additional marketing tactics to help influence those decision makers as well. So I think 
it's really just understand my, my biggest sort of piece of advice always for marketers is just to understand your audience and really create messaging that speaks to them and, and to create your strategy, right? Whether it's product-led or sales-led that works for your audience and product-led won't work for everyone and sales-led won't work for everyone. And I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice. That's a good advice. And just one final question, you know, where can people find out more about you and where can people find out more about Usually? Yeah. So I, I publish on LinkedIn quite a bit, not as active on Twitter, but I'm trying to learn that platform as well. And then UserLeap is just userleap.com, U-S-E-R-L-E-A-P.com. Try us out free. And uh, I'm happy to chat with anyone if anyone has questions about us as well. Thank you so much, Katie. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks so much. 